This is Scott Rosenbaum, uh, showrunner V, and you are watching Chuck versus the podcast. You are about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Ling. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence. Anita Figueresi. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Allie Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Farrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a Chuck Press Kit. The directors. Jason Enzo. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jester out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 46, for Sunday, March 28, 2010. We're having another podcast pretty quickly because I had the privilege of talking to none other than showrunner Scott Rosenbaum from V, who is no stranger to Chuck fans because he used to write for Chuck. As a matter of fact, as, as recently as Chuck vs. the Beard, which aired just recently. Uh, very, very excited, and it's not just... Because I am a V fan. So am I. So am I. I'm holding up my props. I have three um, (laughs) V DVD cases here. Wow. Here's my prop. Here's my V sign prop. Yeah. That's mine too. (laughs) Yep. That's all I got. I'm my webcam here. Um, (laughs) I did love the original series, and I can't wait to see what Scott brings to V when it returns. And I urge everybody to support Scott who wrote Chuck vs. the Beard, support Scott by watching on ABC on March 30th when it returns. But here's my interview with Scott Rosenbaum. I want to welcome the new showrunner for V and also executive producer and writer extraordinaire Scott Rosenbaum. How are you doing, Scott? Good, thank you. I appreciate the introduction. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I know you're incredibly busy, so we'll get right to it. Um, and I noticed you actually tweeted that you watched our podcast recently. What, what did you think of it? I loved it. I did. You know, I would always, um, you know, when I was on Chuck for, I've been, I was on Chuck for, you know, for three seasons, and I would, uh, and when you guys started doing those podcasts, you know, whenever I had a moment, I would just check in, and it was fun to just hear, you know, fan reaction, and and you know, and and I, so I'd pop in, and so. I, I did the, the Chuck versus the Beard because I had known it. Uh, it was my last episode, so I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll I'll watch the podcast for that one for sure. And uh, and it was nice to hear you you guys give a shout out to V. Hmm. Well, uh, of course, Chuck fans know you because you've been around since uh, I guess pretty much the beginning, right? Yes, yeah, since season one. Yep. yep. And uh, we're responsible for some of our favorite episodes: Chuck versus the Sizzling Shrimp, uh, Chuck versus Santa Claus. And definitely Chuck versus the Beard were all real fan favorites, and, and you wrote many, many other episodes. Um, and we'll get to talking about Chuck versus the Beard, but but first, I want to hear more about V. Uh, I'm you you don't see me. I'm actually recording this video myself, but I'm holding up. Um, I have the whole box set 
of three box sets of the original series. I'm a big V fan myself. And uh, I, I was really excited when I heard that you were going to be moving over to V because uh, I, I definitely think that uh, you'll bring a lot to the table. Um, but uh, when, when actually, uh, to take it back a little bit, when did you hear that you were going to be moving to V? Um, I heard that I was actually going to be moving um, onto V. It was during, actually, of all of episodes. It was while we were shooting Chuck versus the Beard. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was on set with Zach throughout that um, entire, that, while that thing was being shot. And at one point, I, 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 can't, I got, like, the phone, a phone call when we were, I was on set that, you know, the studio wanted to see me. So I was like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, I didn't know. You know, was, was I being, you know, what was I doing wrong here? And, uh, and then they, and they asked me, and, you know, they said, look, you know, we love this show. We think it's a great show. And we're happy with the, sh- with the show. But, you know, we want, you know, we want to put another brain on it. And, um, and they asked me if it was something that I'd want to do. And I was like, I was absolutely just, you know, it was very hard actually to leave Chuck. I will say that. I mean, I, I love that show and, and mm-hmm. I hope that it runs for another, you know, five, six seasons. And mm-hmm. it was an amazing, amazing, uh, you know, time that I had on the show. And when they came to me, I actually really was conflicted, but I sat down and I watched, you know, the, the shows. I took it you know, very seriously. It's obviously a big you know, um, it, it's a huge task and a big, you know, an honor that they asked me to do it. And but I, I sat down and I watched the shows, and you know, I, I really felt, you know, a, I'd love the original one, the original V, and just seeing the show and seeing the scope and seeing everything that had been done before, I really got just excited creatively. And um, even though it was a hard choice to leave a show I love so much, um, you know, ultimately, I figured, you know, I've been on Chuck for three years. And, um, you know, maybe it's made, you know, the show's in good, in great hands and this, this is a new adventure and an exciting adventure. So I agreed to come along. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned liking the original series, um, because that was going to be one of my questions. Um, I know that this, this new series, it's as it should be, it's, it's a, it's a reimagining of the concept because you, you can't take the, the cultural bias of the eighties and then move a story in its entirety into the, into our current time it just it just doesn't work um right. and uh, and so but how has the original series informed the process of of approaching the new one you know I, it's interesting because i've tried to keep as many elements as possible because i i love the original and and when you look at it the storytelling of the original was was, was fantastic i mean the one thing that when you when you watch it and you just brought this up the one thing that you see when you watch the original now is is that stands out is really just the the fact that it took place in the eighties and how, you know, it was a show that was very reflective of what was happening back then, not just like culturally, but, you know, so- sociologically, also psychologically, the show reflected, I think how a lot of people felt, uh, you know, psychologically, we were sort of, you know, cold warish, you know, with the, with the, with the Russians and not cold warish, but we were starting, it was starting to get a little, you know, weird again with, with, with Russia. And I think, mm-hmm. What I that's, it's, that's, but at the same time, when you look at that show, the stories were were really intriguing. They were really cool. The characters were really cool. So, I think that you know it makes it made sense not to throw the baby out in the bathwater, but just you know you take everything that they've done. I mean, obviously it needs to be original and different, but sort of just update it for uh, to the present day. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, you know we have 
just visually effects wise, technologically as filmmakers, we have so many more tools to use. So it was how do we take those incredible cool moments that they did back then and update them again for, you know, the year 2010. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but at the same time, I also think it's very important that the show be different. So in, I, I would say that in a lot of instances, when you see, when you'll be seeing things that are, that'll be paying homage to the mm-hmm. original. It won't be the same beat. It won't be the same story element, but you'll, watch the show and you'll say he just they were paying homage to the original show and hopefully and this is my 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 sincere hope is that you are obviously like surprised and wowed and oh I didn't see that coming but at the same time you know that oh there's a wink wink to something they did in the original show mm-hmm. well so so far this it's been amazing uh, it, it just stunning visuals and yet I've really appreciated how um it hasn't just been a whole bunch of effects like i i appreciate the fact that i mean we see incredible visuals like of marina background over the, the the spaceships and it's just daunting and you really get a sense of 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 the the ominous presence and then you get to the people stories and and that's what draws us in yeah i mean ultimately it's in television it, it, it's it's it is about it's about the characters and it's the people stories and that's and that's why you come back, um, you know, week by week because you care or are intrigued to see what's going to happen to the people. Um, and what's fun about about V is you don't just, you know, you don't just have the fun of the people, but you also get the, the V's, you know, and, mm-hmm. and tracking them. And it's, uh, you know, and, and again, and you know, and I think that <clears throat> I think any television writer will tell you that the most important thing is how do you engage the audience with the characters um, and make them feel like they absolutely have to come back the next week to see what happens. And, and that's always sort of where you start. And as you said, you know, the visual effects are amazing and they're there to complement and, you know, complement the storytelling, um, help, help the storytelling, but not overpower the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And you've got an incredible cast to work with. That's I mean, true. Elizabeth yeah. Mitchell was one of my favorite actors from Lost. Joel Gretsch from, uh, I mean, just, was great on the 4400, Marina Baccarin, I mean, Scott Wolf, like, <laughs> you, you've got a, a great team to work with. Uh, what, what has it been like working with these people that you hadn't worked with before? You know, it's been, it's been amazing. And like you said, it's the amount of talent that we have on that, you know, in, with the actors is just, it's amazing. And, and what's, and, and what's really be, the, the battle becomes is servicing all of them because they're all so good and you want mm-hmm. you want to see them on the screen all the time and and it becomes about you know you just wish you could, the shows could be 2 hours long so that you could <laughs> have you know have everyone have a huge huge story and so the the trick has been because really what works best it works well when they're all together um or certainly when their stories are affecting each other so because it's such a talented cast and because they because they're they all sort of just they just shine when they're on when they're on when they're on camera. I've tried to in the storytelling tell stories and figure out the way to tell stories so that they can all sort of you know be bouncing off of each other in some way, shape, or form. So that you know, so it's not a Chad story, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not entirely 100% disconnected, say, from an you know from an, an Erica or like an Elizabeth story mm-hmm. or the Fifth Column story. Um, and vice versa, how do we keep, you know, our resistance fighters, uh, Morris and Elizabeth and Joel, how do we keep them connected to the Anna story, the visitor story, too? Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that 
spent a lot of time on before we started up again and plan- and mapping out um, uh, the remaining you know ten episodes or eight episodes that will air to have to be able to keep all these pe- characters sort of in the same box you know in the same sandbox for as, mu- as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so now you've you've had a lot of experience on on the shield with these really I mean lots of action but really dramatic situations. Then you've got uh, action and drama and intrigue from Chuck. But there's there's another part of your skill set which is comedy and, and lightness. Um, if if I had any critique of the first four episodes, and I I love the first four episodes of V that aired, was that it it was maybe missing a bit of that lightness between the characters. Are you bringing any of that in? Yes, I absolutely am. Uh, one of the first things I did was because I didn't want to entirely shift who the ensemble was based mm-hmm. on the first four, and suddenly you have one person is the you know cracking jokes. Um, I introduced a character who is probably the least likely person that you would think would give you uh, you know comedic relief mm-hmm. based on who he is, but he's a guy who sort of does come in now and and you, and because of this one character and because of his sort of point of view on the world and and the, and the idea that there are visitors you know that look like lizards underneath mm-hmm. he sort of is a character that I think allowed us to infuse humor back into the show or at least try to accentuate it because at least it comes organically from him mm-hmm. and it allows the other characters to I you know it's again it'll never be laugh out loud you know Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Tommy, yeah, yeah. but there will there there definitely will be laughs, and there's definitely you know a a a, a sense of a, ga- a gallows humor that mm. I think um, has been infused, which is has really been helpful. And you know it's um he's and he's a real he's a real fun character and a really he's a really interesting character, and I think everyone's going to be uh, really enjoy watching him. Oh, I, I I can't wait. That's that sounds great. Yeah. Um, and you know even in any war film, you've always got that. That gallows humor, that that element of humor that people use to uh, to diffuse highly emotional situations. Um, so uh, I think that that'll be great. Now we we do have to to move on to Chuck soon, but uh, my last question about V is is what is the 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 thing that has you most excited about what's to come in the next eight episodes? Um, I think what's most exciting for me is the is what these episodes are building to is that, that I think that we've, I really, and the writers and along with myself <clears throat> and, and certainly the actors, we found, I think, um, ways to really tap in emotionally to who they are and the situation that they're in. And you'll see, I think that as these episodes start to, to play, you're going to really, really start to care about them a lot. And you're going to understand their, when they're in pain, you're going to understand their pain. When you're in, when they're, you know, you're going to, you, you know, when they want something and they can't get it, I think you're going to yearn for them to get what they want. And that element of it is something that I think is, is very satisfying. And then the other thing that I'm very excited for is for people, and I can't give away spoilers, but one of the things that I really wanted to continue to do and add into was have those, oh my God, moments, those as we remember from the original, you know, probably the two most recognizable ones just off the top of my head would have been obviously when Jane Badler um, eats her first rodent, <laughs> but also when, you know, when Mark Singer has the fight with the, with the V and we sort of for the first time see what the V looks like underneath yeah. human skin. Um, and one of the things that I really enjoy and just as a story, a storyteller and 
and sort of a horror action sci-fi fan are those great, wow, oh my God, did that just happen moments. And I've tried to pepper as many as I possibly could in every single episode. And I think you'll, you'll certainly, um, after you watch the first episode, know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's great. I, I urge Chuck fans, and the reason I wanted to um, have you on the podcast was I, I do feel that Chuck fans um, are going to get a lot out of V. And I, I think that um, it's not an accident that uh, that the studio would would tap your um, uh, tap you to come and, and and work on the show because I, I think that, that there is a transportable skill set there that uh, I really really look forward to seeing. So m- it's on Tuesdays starting this Tuesday, March thirtieth at ten p.m. ten o two p.m. I guess this uh, this Tuesday, um, yeah. and it, and that's the time slot for the next eight episodes. That's correct. It'll, yeah, so it'll be it'll be airing right after Lost. Perfect. Well, I uh, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait to see it. But uh, on to Chuck versus the Beard. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, as we mentioned on on the podcast, most fans are c- considering this one of their top five episodes for the entire series, and it had everything: great comedy, drama, action, and Morgan finding out Chuck's secret. And actually, I really appreciate you um, bringing up that you didn't even find out yet that you're going on to V until after this had started shooting, because a lot of people have, had, had said that uh, when you heard you were going on V, you put everything into this episode. And uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's to your credit that, that this great episode came before you heard uh, about that transition. But how did you approach the balance between, you had so many elements in that episode. Uh, how did you approach the balance between everything that was going on? Well, you know, what's also sort of interesting about that episode, too, is one of the things I was sort of tasked with, and this is sort of something that sometimes uh, fans aren't completely aware of, but when you do a sh- 22 episodes of a show, um, inevitably one of the things that you need to do just to make it pr- uh, producible is you need to have what we call bottle episodes. And, what bo- and by that, what that means is, and usually you have about two per season, and actually every, almost every TV, show, every TV show does do this in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. The idea behind it is that you have to use your home sets as much as humanly possible, and you also, um, which means you can't be out and about as much. So if a normal episode, say, had three days of shooting on location, you may only be able to shoot one day on location mm-hmm. or one and a half days, and you have to then have the episode take place mostly on in your set. So mm-hmm. one of the challenges already right off the top was when was okay, this is going to be a bottle episode. And how do you make a bottle episode? How do you have audiences not miss the fact that the team's out running, you know, ju- jumping off of a building, you know, all mm-hmm. those sort of fun, amazing stunts that some, that that our people do on the show. So from immediately the first thing you sort of approach it is, okay, well, for this then, then what's going to replace that just needs to be a really strong uh, emotional story for the characters. And, um, and, and also, you know, that also means the, 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 the big moments, the oh my God moments need to be not effects driven, not action driven, but story and character driven. So mm. this sort of episode, being that it was a bottle episode, it made sense, you know, Okay, well, what are what what do we what are the tools that that we have to tell this story? Um, and it just felt, th- you know, what what are the most powerful dynamics? We've been doing a lot of Chuck Sarah stuff. It felt like let's dive into you know the, we always sort of joke about like the bromance between Morgan and Chuck, and this seemed like the perfect opportunity to make it a, a heavy 
um, a la Chuck versus the best friend, Chuck Morgan story. So that's kind of once that, you know, and, and then, and obviously we, we, before we start the season, we all are in the writer's room and we, we map out, um, you know, what the, what the season's going to look like. So I, I, I knew, you know, we'd sort of made, we were, we always knew we wanted Morgan to find out. We weren't quite sure when mm-hmm. that was the only thing we weren't quite sure of and, or how it was going to happen. But we, as we were sort of getting, I think we were probably around like episode six. Um, and we knew it was going to be, we didn't know if it would be episode 15, 16. It, it, it felt like now's the time to sort of turn the show a little slightly earlier than we first thought we would in a, in a little bit of a new direction. And, um, and then, and that was this, and then the decision was made, okay, well, we'll have this episode be the one where Morgan finds out. Mm-hmm. And then, and then from there, it's, and then it was just about, okay, well, how do we want to tell that story? And we and just dove into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love how Morgan found out and the role reversal when he thought he was the only one who knew and was telling Chuck about it was just brilliant. I thought, I mean, especially the don't freak outline uh, was, was classic. Um, how, how did you guys come up with that? Well, I mean, it was one of those things where you knew that when, you know, Morgan, it was that, that line has become such an iconic line. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I just, it just made, it was one of those things where it just made absolute sense that he would say that at that moment. <laughs> um, and, you know, and what was really amazing, really fun about that episode too, which is something that I know you guys spoke about this a lot, but was it was really nice to do an episode where we could, you could sort of really get to see Morgan and get to know Morgan better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's such a, um, you know, it, it, again, as I was saying before, like in V, it's it's such it's a huge ensemble, the cast, and mm-hmm. we have so many actors and so many characters that we need to touch base on. There always seems that as hard as you try not to, some people seem to get a little less screen time uh, than than you always hope. And I think Morgan would get a lot of screen time, but it became a situation where we felt like here's an actor who's a really great actor, and how do we get the most out of him? And it, and and it seemed that you know. As much as as soon as he could be involved in Chuck's life in a more direct manner, a there'd be more storytelling, but b it would allow us a window into Morgan and get to know the character even better. So mm-hmm. it was really, I think, liberating for all of us in many ways to have Morgan finally get to know because it opened just it just opened up all these all these storytelling possibilities that we hadn't really been able to do because he didn't know. Um, so I think that you'll see as the rest of the season plays, you'll see all of these sort of really, um, you know, I think stuff that will, will be very, make people very happy and really en- and continue to enjoy the show because Morgan's now suddenly in the mix uh, for good or bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I think it's going to be good. Great opportunity it's, for no, comedy. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. And, um, but when I say bad, it's, you know, because it's, you know, who knows, right. You never yeah. know what kind of trouble he can get Chuck into if he's not yeah. too careful. Yeah. Well, I just have uh, one more question for you, and that's what it was like to work with Zachary Levi as a director on that episode. You know, what? it was it was real. It was a great experience. Um, you know, it was the first time he had directed uh, a, a television show, um, and he, you know, anytime you're working with a first time director, you know, you know, the, the 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 system is set up for hopefully for all directors on on the show to succeed. The the writers heavily involved. Um, the director producer Robbie Duncan McNeil is very involved, and and the crew are just so good at what they do mm-hmm. that, you know, you have a great support cast. And then the, and the question is, you know, but you're always still nervous. And I have to say that from day one, um, as Zach and I were talking about the script and going through it and I was explaining things and he was talking about, you know, 
okay, I might want to shoot it this way or do it this way. I knew honestly from the moment we started talking that he would do a good job because he was, he was, you know, I didn't even, it didn't, I wasn't even, and, and truthfully, the camera is, is the least, in many ways, is the least important element in some senses because what's most important is that the actor or the director understands the tone, the pacing, the rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, who the characters are, how they're going to act, and Zach just, he just got it. You know, he, it was, he got it in the way that you would, you know, hope, you know, a, like the way the writers would, would, would get the show. He just was really in there and totally understood everything, and he had great ideas. He, you know, as we went through the script, he would, you know, he would say, hey, what if we did this instead or we shoot it this way? And, you know, most, almost every one of his ideas um, I actually incorporated into the, into the script and, and thought worked well. And he, he was great. And he just was, he knew when to ask questions. He, he was very smart about when he didn't quite understand something, he would turn to Robbie and say, I want it to look like this, but I don't know exactly what kind of lens to use. But he knew what he wanted, which mm-hmm. is the most important thing. And then, and then, and then, you know, Robbie, who who was just wonderful during this process, would just say, "All right, we're going to use this kind of lens, and 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 you'll do it. You'll do a dolly shot, and you'll get exactly what you want." And you know, and then, and then it was amazing though, because by like day three, Zach just like knew what he needed to do. You know, he had he just was like, you know, he just was, he's a really smart guy, and he just picked everything up so quickly, and he just was. We were there sort of, you know, helping him in the beginning. But by like day three, I was like, all right, I don't, I'm not needed here anymore. This kid, you know, <laughs> this kid knows what he's doing. And, uh, and I think everyone really felt that way. And that was, you know, it was not a struggle, which, you know, he just, he was a natural at it. And, and it was, and it was a pleasure also truthfully working with a director who understood the show so much, because when that happens, you know, you sometimes when directors come in, they don't quite understand the characters, and you might they might start in a place where you don't want to be, and then you have to say, whoa, 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 this isn't you know where I want to start, and maybe you know, or this is totally off, and so you you spent like two takes on something that just going to get thrown out, and mm-hmm. where it was back, it was like take one, you were right on the money, and that's I think also why I think you saw some of those performances were as good as they were was because. Zach knew where the scene needed to begin and and take and starting from take one it wasn't about finding the scene as much it was about just making the scene better and building the performance uh, from take one rather than take four do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. if that makes sense and I think that was one of the reasons why in my opinion the performances in the show were so good was because it allowed the the actors to get understand exactly where they were starting from and then it was just take two three four and five which is building building upon the performance and, and fleshing it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know he's got an incredibly busy schedule, but uh, I do hope he can do it again sometime. <laughs> I will. And, and I miss Chuck so much and everybody's got to keep watching it. Cause I know it's half, what happens just because I was still there before and it's, yeah. it's going to be such, it's such a good show and it's such an awesome ending. And the, ne- the next bunch of batch of episodes are fantastic. So you guys should be very excited to yeah. see them. Well, we'll miss you on Chuck, but uh, it's good to know that we have a great show that we can follow you on, and I will certainly be watching Tuesdays at 10 p.m. on ABC. Great. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I so much appreciate you taking the time again, and uh, best of luck to you, and I really hope V does really, really well. Cool. Great. Well, we'll talk, I want, we'll talk after the premiere. I want to hear your reaction, <laughs> especially when you see the last, the last scene. Yeah, I can't wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Okay, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And that was my interview with showrunner Scott Rosenbaum. And uh, I do know that he's been really, really busy. And so it is great that he was able to take the time. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Yes. And it was such a great episode. It was nice to get a chance to hear from the man who pinned it. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I have a little housekeeping announcement. Um, You may have noticed that our last podcast was our longest podcast ever, running in at 92 minutes. And that also made it the biggest podcast ever. Um, the initial version was, I think, over 400 megs. And so I put out a little survey on Twitter and asked people whether they thought that the quality of the podcast, the visual quality, was worth the big file sizes. And and there was a resounding uh, result, and that's that everybody said, please, smaller file sizes. So what we're going to be doing from now on is uh, smaller file sizes for iTunes, uh, the if you want to get technical, it's going to be 320 by 240 instead of the older 640 by 480, and that's going to let us deliver the podcast in much smaller bite-sized chunks. Um, so, uh, if you do want the full visual size, you can always go to blip.tv and and get it there. But for iTunes' sake and for your iPods' uh, hard drive's sake, uh, we're going to be delivering the uh, the podcasts at a much smaller file size from now on. So, hope you enjoy that. And like I said, you can always go to chuckpodcast.blip.tv if you want the highest quality versions. Well, let's talk about our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got moviemorons.com. It's a podcast about film, all things film. Uh, and they're, they're smarter than they look. So feel free to stop by and check out moviemorons.com. Listen to their episodes. And also syrianyunkies.de, uh, the largest TV fan site in Germany. They've got the scoop on literally hundreds of shows. So if you're a fan of television and you speak German or at least read German, stop by SyrianJunkies.de. And many thanks to them for sponsoring Check Versus the Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, of course, we welcome all of them. We love to hear from all of you. And we'll try and get them on the air for you, too, as well. So um, just send those on over to mail at ChuckPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. So remember to watch Chuck live at 8 p.m. on Mondays on NBC. And remember to watch V at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays on ABC. And we will see you next time after Chuck versus the American Hero. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs up. See you yeah. later, Chuck. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.